Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, a podcast that gives you the tools that you need to invest in this season of your life. Join life coach Kelly Tibbetts as she interviews inspiring leaders who help you identify your why, name your strengths, and value your energy, soul, and thoughts. This podcast will help you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly. I'm so glad that you are here with me today. I am here with a new friend that I have met through Christy Wright's business boutique, Sarah de Orlando. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. It's an honor to be here and connect with you. Well, it's so fun, I think, how we connected. We just had um, this moment in a mutual Facebook group run by Christy Wright where we were looking for people that could sort of spur us on in good deeds. And I was a pastor in New Hampshire for 17 years. And you, even though you live in California now, were originally from New Hampshire? Yes, yes, born and raised but met a husband who is not a huge fan of the winter. And so now you get to live in sunny California. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up there. Of course. So uh, the short story is God brought us here because I wouldn't have wanted to move back to California, but God was like, no, this is where you need to go. This is where you need to grow as Mm -hmm. a family. We have a sweet two and a half year old daughter, Annabelle, and she's just such a gift from God and loves to dote on me and Mm -hmm. give me hugs and just tell me she loves me and that Jesus loves me. And my husband and I are both engineers by trade, but I'd like to say I'm a recovering engineer, (laughs) exploring where God has is drawing me next because he's given me this really big heart of compassion to see others because of the understanding of how much he loves me. And that just shook me to the core. Mm -hmm. So now this new journey of exploring how I can receive his love and then give his love away to others. That's amazing. Well, as we connected on, my daughter is also an engineer, so I love that, that um, you are taking the whole self that God made you with, the engineering mind and then this really um, sweet heart and then this anointing and putting it all together. And so one of the things that you just did is you wrote a book and published it. So tell us the name, tell us a little bit about it, what we could learn by um, getting a chance to read it. Gosh, I'm so excited for this book. It is called Love Letters from Poland, An Unexpected Memoir and Freedom Song of a Broken Heart Restored. Mm. And God gave me this book to give to others when I lived abroad in Poland for eight months. And I had been running from, uh, from him for a very long time. And I had been riddled with depression and anxiety And I had had a traumatic childhood. So I just had a lot of pain stored up. And I thought I could be somebody by achieving. Mm. And my achievements had gotten me that far. I was on this engineering project in Poland. And then he just knocked me over with his love Mm. and was like, I I see you, daughter. I was living there um, alone. My husband was back in the States, even though we, we had been married for five years. And in that place of vulnerability, God stepped in and met me um, and showed me his true heart. So this book is that story, the story of my life and how he took what I thought was garbage Mm. and reframed it and smoothed everything out of my life to have this gratitude for my story so I can share it and give hope to other other people, other women that believe that their past um, has disqualified them from doing anything or from receiving his love. That's Mm -hmm. most 
most important. Oh, I love that. There's so much in there that I love. Gratitude for my story. I think so much of the joy in our lives comes when we put on sort of those glasses that can see gratitude in the hard moments. And I bet as an engineer, there must be so much overlap between like way structures stay strong and the hard parts of life that bring us through. Um, as you and I connected briefly, I was a pastor for 17 years and the mission of our church was to share hope. So I love that it's one of the things you're doing through this book. You talked a little bit about taking um, a couple of the Enneagram tests. We won't stay on this long, but what's mm -hmm. interesting, I don't know if you're aware, the Enneagram 3 tends to have as the motivation for why he or she does their life. The reason they think, feel, and do life is because by achieving, it feels like love. And a stressed three often appears behavior-wise as a nine. So it might be something interesting for you to look at. I know you've taken the test sometimes. The reason I became a coach is it's really hard in the test to get to our motivations. It's very good at identifying behavior, so it might show a path that you're on, but it doesn't always show your heart motivation. And the motivation part of the Enneagram is so important because without knowing our why, if we don't identify our why, we tend to walk through life oblivious to the things that could be quite simple for us. If you were sort of as a little girl putting on, the personality of a three, you would look for evidence of love by your achievement, which yeah. could then be seen as becoming an engineer. And um, I love that you have put on, though, your eyes of gratitude to walk through life and be looking for what God is doing in your story. So um, the reason that I became a life coach is I want women in particular, but I want people to believe that they are worth investing in that self-care mm. is not selfish and that you were created the freedom that Christ speaks of when he says that, you know, he came to give us this abundant freedom life. I believe it looks like living a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. When I say those three words, where do you see um, your brave, creative, purpose-filled life being lived out right now, particularly around your book, but any other things that you're seeing in your life right now as a mom, as a wife, just in California? Yeah. Honestly, it is just this beautiful tapestry woven together. Mm. Like, I just want God's love to be saturated in everything that I do. And that's, that's my purpose. Mm. Whether I'm in engineering and connecting with a client or a coworker, because there's so much pressure and anxiety there mm. um, or understanding my two and a half year old that is frustrated and, and needs some grace and some patience. Um, God is just in it all. Mm. And that has really come clear to me in the last couple of years, as I've written my book that that purpose, my purpose is to receive his love and then give it away. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your book and then um, maybe even where we can find it? Yeah, of course. So my book is ready for pre-order right now and it's going to be launched in January and you can find it on my website. And we'll link to that after this. Yeah, yeah. we'll link the link at sarahdeorlando.com uh, backslash book. And it's taken me about two years to write, and it's just been a really big healing process for me and understanding where God had me and wrestling with where he was in the midst of my pain and trauma. And now I can look back and see that he was there and protecting mm. me um, from self-harm or from just a lot of different circumstances. So in my book, I, I share pretty vulnerably about the feelings that I had. And then the restoration work that he had done in Poland and then carrying it out now and giving me this understanding and discernment about where he's drawing me now to life and hope. I love that. And I think it's a very brave thing for you to do to be vulnerable and share your story that way. I love that as an engineer, you found this creative outlet, which I imagine was journaling a part of your life. Or is this something new that happened in Poland? I had always journaled, but I think... In Poland, I felt free to 
to express my whole heart. In, in Poland, I felt free to express my whole heart and didn't worry about what other people would think or if somebody saw my journal. It was just this openness mm. with myself and then uh, with the Lord and inviting him into all the places that I had had this wall built around me before. Well, I think journaling is just so powerful. I don't know um, if you follow any podcasters. One of my favorite is Kathy Heller, and she had Matthew McConaughey on the other day, and I was listening to him. And part of the reason he was able to write his book was the journals that he kept, this introspection that mm -hmm. occurred when he did a semester abroad. And so I bet there are people listening today, and whether they've kept journals or they're just aware that there's a story inside them, and they don't even know where to begin. You know, when we don't have mentors in front of us who are like, this is how you write a book, and this is how you publish it, yeah. what would you say to somebody who feels like they have a dream, a purpose inside of them of sharing their story? What would be one or two first steps you'd encourage them to do? Oh, you know what helped me was jotting down some creative titles for mm -hmm. the chapter. That sparked my interest because I wanted to tell that story. And then those expanded into bigger themes about what God was revealing about his character. So having some kind of spark really got all rolling for me. I love that. Yeah, I took a class with Michael Hyatt and Bob Goff. They both were offering author classes, uh -huh. and they both have said something similar to that. So maybe that's oh. a first step for somebody listening today is yeah. take the time to write the titles of your chapters. And mm -hmm. from there probably will be a spark that brings the story to life. And yeah, this summer when I took the class with Bob Goff, what he was really big on is, you know, just write a whole bunch of bad words. Just, yeah. just write them. You can edit later. Just get them out. Did you have to write a few chapters a few times? I did. Definitely. The editing process has been good because it's just drawn me deeper and deeper into the truth that I needed to share. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of like a mining process. Yeah. So when I was first writing my manuscript, I just kind of word vomited and got everything right. out and was like, I'm not going back and self-editing. I just need to share and do free flow. And I would go for maybe an hour or two at a time. And that was it because it was during nap time or mm -hmm. my you know, morning before Annabelle woke up and, and God met me there. And I had a lot of ugly cries, but I couldn't do it for eight hours straight. Like right. I needed those little chunks of time to process and fully express whatever idea I was um, sharing at that point, whatever idea God was giving me. Well, I love this because I think there are a lot of us who have dreams inside of us and the, the whole dream together, it's so big, you know, yeah. and we're like, well, we're a mom and we're this and we have a full-time job and we can't do it. But here's yeah. a really thoughtful way of saying, well, what does it look like for a half an hour in the morning or half an hour in the yeah. evening? to just sit and see what comes up and to share that yeah. with people. Well, one of the things that I really loved about you in our quick conversation today is that you're able to look around at the circumstances of your life. Mm -hmm. And there's always two ways that we can view things, right? We can view them as I was an orphan and abandoned, or I can look at them and I love the way you describe God as our Papa God, right? That's mm -hmm. one of my favorite understandings of him and his heart and his love for us. And when we begin to look for that, we see evidence of it. That's what's amazing about our brain is once our brain decides something, it's going to find evidence. Mm -hmm. and so you went through a hard time. COVID has been hard for almost everybody. Yeah. It's been isolating. It's been um, scary. And so you went through the scariest of all scary things. And yet we're able to see God in that. If you wanted to share that story, I think it would really help a lot of people who yeah. have found this to be such a hard season. Yeah. So COVID shut down pretty much everything around us in March. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we adjusted and, um, but then come June, my dad had passed away unexpectedly and it just 
it shook me. Mm -hmm. Um, however, God, I'm so grateful for that protection that God gave me because I was at home mm -hmm. and, and had space to be myself and not feel like I had to keep up with these schedules and putting on a face so I could go to work and pretend to be fine. So I was able to slow down and, and hike and just spend time with God and cry and journal mm -hmm. and be. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I would have given myself that permission if we didn't already have some kind of new rhythm set up. No, I think that is just so powerful and an important thing for us to remind each other of. First of mm -hmm. all, the grieving, right? And I'm so sorry for the loss of your dad. And I'm so thankful that you had the time to cry. And, you know, every time that you think of him and tears come, it's so honoring. But at the same time to recognize, like, it is so important now that you know this, to hold on to those rhythms that we've yep. created where there's margin in our life, where there's space in our life, so that we can be introspective, so we can produce those books and those dreams that are inside of us. Because, you know, yeah. at our core, I think we are people who are made on purpose for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And where we miss the purpose is we run too hard. We run too fast. We keep looking to the left and the right and what's everybody else doing instead of just sitting wow. and receiving that love. Well, before we go, what would be a great way for people to connect with you as the book comes out and any other last things you wanted to share? Of course. Um, the last thought about my dad is that he was a writer too. So mm -hmm. I love to honor him and, and publish my book and release it. Um, so that's just a big gift yeah. and able to finish this, even though I've had this really challenging season. So I'm just so grateful for God's grace carrying me through this and yeah. living that purpose that my dad had passed on to me. I love that. Yeah. For my website, it's Sarah Day Orlando and day is spelled D E and then Orlando, just like the city.com. And then I'm also Sarah Day Orlando on Instagram. Awesome. Well, I hope that people connect with you and are able to, what will we be doing um, as the book comes out? We'll be doing some book launches. Are you, you know, coaching other women to write. I know we're in a business boutique together. So oh, what, yeah. how will we be connecting with people? Gosh, I am doing some book launches and doing a couple sneak peeks and reading snippets from my chapter. I have a playlist on Spotify. I love music and music mm -hmm. really speaks to my heart in ways that nothing else can. So I have a, a companion playlist just super fun. And I'm also a, actually, I'm also a life coach yeah. through Pickler. And I'm going to be launching some new groups in January. And my heart is to help other women um, find their purpose and hope. So it's just a wonderful way to weave all these things together. Yep. And I hope we get to do that again. I hope we get to host yep. something together where we can both be reminding women of their purpose. And Sarah, thank yes. you so much for um, investing in our time together and being here today. Uh, thank you so much, Kelly. It's been a joy. And for all of you who are listening, I hope that Sarah's story helps you understand the value of investing in this season and for your life, whatever that looks like, taking those 20 minutes in the morning to pour into your book or your exercise routine or that friendship you want to rekindle. Mm -hmm. And I hope that our time together helps you invest in your relationships and invest in your dreams. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to Coaching with Kelly. Join us next time for more conversations on how to truly invest in this season of your life. For more information, or if you would like Kelly Tibbetts to be your life coach, you can find Kelly Tibbetts Life Coach on Facebook, or you can visit kellytibbetts.com.